Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. Uh, we are on Voice America Business Channel, and this is the Making More Money for You show. I want to thank my guest last week, Jam Ryerson, on helping us building helping us to build a legendary team and surround ourselves with more positive people and uh that we can actually help take along with the along with us on our journey but this week is going to be a a different type of show it's going to be a fun show don't get me wrong but we got i have my guest that was supposed to be on a couple weeks ago uh due to conflict of uh scheduling and whatnot it didn't happen which is which is understandable it happens to us all uh i have uh, from Shedding the Corporate Bitch and Ball of Fire, Inc. is Bernadette Bowes. Welcome to the show, Bernadette. Thank you, Magnus. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I, this has been long awaited. Uh, after <laughs> you know, I'm honestly a fan of the of the podcast and the shows that you do, uh, especially today, which actually will actually lead into uh, the topic that we're going to get into today. And I was looking forward to it. And I seen the content that you bring and on top of that it's great conversation oh i thank you it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and yes and combining conversations on money and mindset and leadership and business and life it it just makes for a good conglomeration of opportunities for conversation oh absolutely it's a giant <laughs> spider web if you will they're all in the weed <laughs> yes yes they are that's a great analogy so, yes. and when you pull on one part of the, the web, another one's going to move or shift or anything, and you have to compensate for it. Right, right. Yeah, but that's what's fun about it, right? Is kind of like on a seesaw and you're going back and forth, you're not quite sure where you're going to land up, but, you know, you ultimately get where you want to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, willingly or unwillingly, you will yes. get there. <laughs> yeah, especially when it comes to money and mindset and everything else we just said. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Bernadette, for some of the, of the listeners that I, that I have on the show and whatnot, uh, this show is about making more help people make money out of uncon unconventional ways. Uh, you know, taking taking into account in consideration that a lot of things that we look at are overlooked, especially the simple things in life. Mm -hmm. So, can you give us a little bit of background of you and your uh, your background, your shows, and where you're coming from? Sure. Um, so I'm originally from Philadelphia, um, and uh, my background really started in my home because I'm one of 12 children. So that kind of speaks volumes to everything yeah. about me. And really also my approach to everything we just mentioned, money, leadership, business, life. Um, be, I'm a middle child. So I uh, desperately wanted my own identity. So the minute I left uh, high school, I ran down to South Florida to Boca Raton to go to college. And uh, while in college, I was already because being one of twelve, we had to start working really early in our in our <laughs> in our life <laughs> if we wanted anything special. So okay. by the time I was in college, I was already what some would consider a subject matter expert in retail. And so I had the, the blessing of uh, getting a corporate job while I was still in college. 
and uh, having extending that for about 10 or 12 years following college and climbing the ranks, fortunate enough to be climbing the ranks um, of that that retail organization and multiple retail organizations until I landed up in my last um, role over 12 years of which uh, took me into more from retail into the IT business analytics, uh, data warehousing type of world, consulting predominantly until I was a um, vice president overseeing a professional services development uh, organization uh, globally. And uh, then uh, in the late 2007, that Monday after Thanksgiving, you know that Monday after yeah. Thanksgiving, which we're about to experience, by the it's, way. It's coming very soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so hopefully <laughs> no one will have my experience in 2007, which was, you know, running into work, all excited <clears throat> about, you know, kind of closing out the year and starting a new year um, with new projects and initiatives, and yet found myself by... 8, 8.30 that morning, standing in the middle of a parking lot with a pink slip in my hand and a single box of my 25-year career, uh, fired by my mentor of 12 years, with no real clear understanding as to exactly why. Hmm. And so as I stood there in that parking lot, you know, you just picture it, you know, and you're kind of angry and you're confused and I was perplexed and I was you know, I felt somewhat betrayed. And yet at the same time, if any of you can relate, mm -hmm. I also felt excited. Like there was yes. a, there was a twinge inside me that I was really excited about. So anyway, so fast forward, I really had to pay attention to the twinge. I didn't want to pay attention to the anger and the bitterness mm -hmm. that wasn't going to get right. me anywhere. So I set out um, and I immediately started my own business. So that's where actually it was considered, it was called the Bose Group initially, um, and since we're going to talk mindset, money, and a number of other things, um, I just for the first year didn't feel aligned to that. All right, you know, and sometimes yeah. we have to tap into whether or not like we feel aligned to what it is we're doing. Because if not, then money's never going to come to us, and mm -hmm. opportunities are never going to flow to us. And uh, so then I ultimately changed my name to uh, Ballifier Inc., which makes up a media company. Bolifier Media, and it okay. makes up my coaching and consulting pra uh, practice, which is Bolifier Coaching. Um, and so I've just went on uh, to kind of like roll this up. I uh, then went on to really dig in deep uh, to figure out why was I fired? Why was I standing in the middle of that parking mm -hmm. lot that day? Why did my mentor 12 years let me go uh, when I was high producing, high contributing, so forth and so on? And a year and a half into it, uh, what I call excavating my soul, not to get woo-woo on anybody, because trust me, I never found myself to be a very woo-woo type of woman. Um, but I did have to do a lot of digging. And I came face to face with a woman in the mirror that was the ugliest inside, not outside necessarily, the mm -hmm. ugliest uh, corporate tyrant that you could imagine. Oh. And it became very clear to me in that very moment that it was that reason why I was fired, not because I wasn't a contributor and a producer and so forth and so on. Um, and so I use all of my learnings through that process, which I continue to do 12 years later, 14 <laughs> years later. But um, 
And I kind of use all of that to really then help other people, whether it has to do with money or has to do with leadership or has to do with starting a business or has to do with uh, uh, advancing in a corporate career. Um, Try to kind of help them not make the same mistakes and really, you know, being unaware of, you know, how they really are perceived out in the world. Well, that's a... That's a great segue into, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> we can take this like five different directions, but I tuned into your show to this, this morning, mm-hmm. um, actually earlier this afternoon, right, right before this show, my uh, show here, and it was about being silenced, mm-hmm. um, about not having your voice and not being taken seriously and whatnot. And it sounds like you were part of that, but in a different way, you were the one doing the silencing. Am I right? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yes, you are. At the same time, I was also being silenced um, and I was being sidelined, even though, you know, it appeared from my title position and, and you know, paycheck that I wouldn't necessarily be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you'll find um, in all levels of business, let alone in life, uh, you know, there are times when individuals, women or men, um, are silenced and sidelined. Um, oh. You know, yeah. But yes, I was doing a lot of the silencing. Yes, to, to okay. your question. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, well, we have multiple different variations of the same point point of view here now. So we can actually go 360 in this whole conversation is because today's topic, topic is, uh, am I the disgruntled one in the company? And am I the one that's causing all of this? Yep. Uh how being silenced and sidelined that actually does contribute to being to start that path am i right it does i'd like to say that i'd like to say that that's the excuse i have for being such a bitch for so many years but that wasn't and i'm often asked um you know whether or not it was because i was in male dominating industries it was because i you know was right you know raising in the ranks rising in the ranks uh so quickly uh, was that because was that you know why I had to become you know kind of a bitchy type of of individual and I won't even say w- woman um, because trust me when I say there was a lot of you know there's a lot of men out there that are also um, tyrants uh, themselves uh, so it's not a gender thing but um, I can't say that that was the reasoning the reasoning I had mm-hmm. was here I was this middle class one of twelve hand me down type of girls who all of a sudden lands up in the middle of Boca Raton, Florida, going to school with, you know, a lot of affluent uh, uh, kids, because they were, we all were, we were kids. And I just saw how they, speaking of money, I just saw how they used their money to get what they wanted. And it wasn't necessarily in a very um, humble, gracious uh, service oriented way. It was more of a very demanding, demeaning, uh, aggressive, you know, type of, of attitude. And as much as I knew that that latter description wasn't the right way and the, and the, the, the appropriate way to go. Um, I was at the time in my what late teens, early twenties, I was consumed with power position and prosperity. That's what I wanted. I just wanted power, position, and prosperity. And my greed, you know, kind of said, well, wait a minute, all, you know, these kids over here, you know, have money and they have everything that I want materialistically more so than anything. And therefore, 
you know, I'm going to take on their, their demeanor, their style, their approach. So would you say that's because you actually seen that they got the effect that they want and they got the results right away? Yes, they got the results right away. And therefore, you know, I thought, well, hey, you know, if it speeds up my ability to get results um, and I can get what I want, even though and at the same time, this goes to really what I learned about myself at the same time, bitches in my world, what I refer to as bitches are your insecurities, fears, negativities, doubts, you know, feelings of low self-worth. And I was recognizing in myself in my late 40s, as I was excavating my soul, that I felt all of those things when I was in my 20s and 30s. I felt insecure. I felt not good enough. I felt intimidated. um, I felt like I didn't deserve the seat at the table. Um, and I felt like I was being silenced and sidelined by certain types of people. And therefore the mask I put on, you know, to kind of defend myself and, to you know, and to kind of create a safety net around myself was this, you know, was this very aggressive, demeaning, curt, abrasive individual, like it or not, that's just what I did. Um, and it stuck for <laughs> It's it's it stuck for too long, but it stuck for a couple of decades uh, until I recognized, as a result of standing in that parking lot, um, until I recognized that it's not the you know it's not the woman I want to be. Okay, now can these this tra- that transformation happen over a long period of time or a short period of time, um, or does that actually depend on the environment that you're in? It depends upon where you are internally. Internally, okay. Uh, You know, I think anybody, I think anybody can um, can become the type of person that they want to become if they want to become that person. You know, if if they're totally blind and oblivious and and not willing to take accountability and own up to you know who they are and and you know how they're being perceived and how they're treating other people. I think then no, they won't. It won't matter what environment they are they're in. They okay. just won't choose and make the decision to make a shift to transform. But if they are in a place where they're ready to be open and and uh, considerate of what other people's you know uh, what they're doing to other people, then you know, then yes, they're so I then they're open to change and shift and transform. And I was at that point. Okay. You know, I had to look at the fact that why would my mentor of 12 years who I revered and adored, there had to be a reason. There had to be something more than just business. It had to be okay. me. And so I was ready to take that responsibility and figure that to figure that out. Um, and so I did. What are some characteristics that can actually lead into where you're going to that actually would be the stepping stones for being disgruntled? Um, Oh, the situation. Oh, wow. There's a great question. So the situation, if you think, I I often like to think in the day of the life of somebody. Okay. So if you think, you know, in the day of the life of you, for instance, and from the minute you wake wake up, and I mean not get your feet on the ground yet, but even open up your eyes to the time you go to bed. So what are all those situations in the day that really could put you in a place of feeling disgruntled? It could be everything 
internally around, oh, well, I didn't get a good night's sleep or I'm stressed, I'm anxious, um, I'm not feeling well, I physically hurt, uh, you know, to to then you go out into the world and maybe, you know, maybe the money isn't great. Maybe you're dealing with, I mean, there was several years, a good number of years in the past 14 that, you know, I just ate peas and I, that's what I call it. It was actually string beans, but um, I, you know, it was my period of like eating peas because I didn't have a lot of money. Uh, We could talk about that. Uh, I'm totally open about everything, but, um, but so that caused me to be disgruntled, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're, if anybody's like dealing with stuff through their day in the life, you know, whether it's money, whether it's um, relationships, whether it's work, whether it's, um, you know, children or, or partners or whomever, whether it's their health. Um, and, you know, that's going to cause them to be disgruntled in, you know, that's going to cause them to be off and negative and frustrated and overwhelmed. And until they decide to kind of say, okay, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I'm not feeling great. You know, yes, I don't have a lot of money and I'm like eating peas yet. However, you know, I know there's things I could be doing and I'm grateful for, you know, the fact that I at least have peas to eat, you know, and therefore I choose to shift myself into a mindset and do an attitude and a behavior that is going to, you know, help me figure out solutions to what it what it is that's making me disgruntled. Um, and you know, you it, you'd you'd be amazed at yourself that when you go from being angst or frustrated or disgruntled, and you decide to be something else in the more positive side of the world, it, it, it's amazing what all of a sudden opens up for you. Like it, it's amazing how all of a sudden things don't look so bad, you know, and things you know are are pretty good for you. Um, and all of a sudden you are receiving things that you didn't expect. Like all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden there's a job offer or there's more money coming in the door. Um, and that's really what I experienced in the last 12, 14 years is all of it. Wow. That's a, (laughs) there's so much there we can talk about. It's more or less, what do we pick and choose to talk about? I know. Uh, (laughs) You didn't make my job too easy today, which yeah. is which is good. I'm, you got me I'm on a roll. You got me on a roll, Magnus. My little tidbits are, uh, you know, are more than uh, than normal. But go ahead. Absolutely. That's that's why I don't like doing staged or outlined shows because if I would have went through the questions one at a time, we wouldn't have been there. We wouldn't have yeah. seen that. You know, money takes an effect. It, it's a choice that we make to be disgruntled or not be disgruntled, but how how is it that we as humans always go towards the negative side of things with that it's safer it's safer some some people are really comfortable being uncomfortable you know what i mean they're they're the idea of them being happy and fulfilled and complete and having everything that they want is scary for a lot of people True. It's kind of like, what do I do with that? I mean, because they're always then looking over their shoulder going, okay, something's going to, something's going to fall apart. Like something's going to all of a sudden, you know, blow up in my face. And I lived, I lived for a good, I would say 15 years in a very, um, some others would call it negative. I'd called it like devil's advocate 
type of space. I always thought of the worst thing that could happen about a situation. And I spent my whole energy and my time in that negative space thinking that should it happen, you know, that, that it'll be better. I'll feel like I'm prepared. And yet you're, you know, you're still going to be miserable when it, if it should happen. And most of the time, which this is really a message I would want to get across is anybody who's been on this earth, let's say even more than 18 years, 20 years, they've been through crap and they've come out the other side and things have gotten better. And if they could keep that in mind when they get into a, a bad space, when they're having a really hard time, when they're really scared about something, um, you know, they could, you know, all of a sudden, rem- if they could just remember, well, wait a minute, I was in a very similar place. Maybe it was about something totally different, but I was in this space before feeling like this. And yet okay. I worked through it. I got through it. I'm still standing. And therefore, I'm not going to put myself through all of that anymore. Um, and, you know, so so speaking of money uh, and really quick is I made a business decision in my first year out that I was going to go out and find and invest in um, a company that had some intellectual property that I wanted that could go toward my coaching and consulting. So they had processes and procedures and training content and you know, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. And I thought it'd be easier for me to invest in theirs that they've already done than me go and create it myself. It'll take a year for me to create it myself. So I went and put $150,000 into this investment. And nine months later, I basically literally physically threw it out because it wasn't anywhere near what I knew and what I okay. could actually put together and what and the quality and the level of what I wanted to deliver to my clients. And so $150,000 was gone in a matter of months. And talk about getting into a bad <laughs> headspace. Talk about being disgruntled. <laughs> yeah, especially when you don't see <clears throat> the results that you were you were hoping None. for. None, especially I had to continue adding money and investment into that, which I won't get into all that. But um, and so I had a choice. I could either spend time beating myself up and, you know, living in regret and being negative and disgruntled, or I need to just look at it as far as what are all the lessons I've learned? What are all the things I would do differently? What are all the things that I, you know, did right? Um, uh, you know, my decision still to this day, I would say if I, if the IP was a good IP, it was smart for me to make that investment. Okay. Um, but I would do the due diligence differently. Like I would, you know, do the research Um, and the due diligence differently to see that this content isn't anywhere near as what I would have expected. And therefore I could do it better myself. Um, and not lose that nine months and plus not lose, you know, 150 plus thousand dollars. Um, but I chose to just live in it un- because I, I I don't agree when people say, oh, just go positive and just move forward. Like, just get over it and move forward. No, no you have to live in. Yeah, you can't. You have to live in those emotions <laughs> and those feelings and feel them, but make a decision as far as when you're going to, you know, kind of 
push through it and overcome it. Because if I, I probably sat in it and stayed with it probably for two or week, two weeks, two or three weeks. And then I just said, you know what? Nope. By, you know, this particular date, I need to be back on track and making a decision as to where I go from here and what and how I'm going to generate the revenue, you know, in my business um, the way I want it want to. Okay. Well, that that's a great point uh, because I actually did a collaboration work with uh, over at Mission Matters about exactly what you went through is failure mm-hmm. is the the process of failing. What to look for in the failing? Do I stay in the failure? Did I learn anything? Did I make um, bad choices while while failing? Or you know, what are my conditions for exactly. if I go keep going through this, or if I change this and I go into it's like okay, now now I lost enough. I I have I'm stopping this process and do, going somewhere else. Right. But you also giving yourself the time to be in that moment to assess it and learn. You have and to. not just. Yeah, but a lot you- of people don't. No, they don't. Well, again, you asked earlier about the fact that, you know, why would someone want to be disgruntled? And mm-hmm. I said, well, because some people are more comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, some, you know, some people just are more comfortable because they can relate to it. And and I think, and this is going to get woo-woo for folks, but I think too, there's a degree of worthiness. Okay. That also comes into the picture. Am I worthy of being happy? Am I worthy mm-hmm. of having a successful business? Am I worthy of making a lot of money or investing and earning a lot of money? Am I worthy of, you know, what it is that I want to be achieving? Um, and a lot of them answer to themselves, no, right. I'm comfortable just the way I am. Like, I, I you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm good you know, with the money I have or the fitness I'm, you know, the nutrition, the fitness I'm in or the health condition I'm in or the house that I'm in or the relationship I'm in. Um, and uh, so I'm just going to stay here because I'm comfortable. I know what this is like. I don't know what the other, you know, condition is like. Yeah, because it's the unknown. But we have to take a break really quick, quick burn of that. We we flew through the first half of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no don't this is no need to be sorry this was fantastic content uh for the listeners because we're all there we've all been there we're all going there or we're here now so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break uh we're going to come back we're going to continue this conversation uh am i the disgruntled one what to look for and we're going to we're going to keep going on from there But until then, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We're going to be back in a couple minutes, and uh, stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Well, everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, The first half of the show has been what I was hoping for. It literally was a ball of fire of information. And my guests definitely helped bring up the temperature of the conversation. And it was well worth the wait of her coming onto the show. Uh, Joining me back is Bernadette Bose uh, from Ball of Fire Inc. Welcome back to the show, Bernadette. Thanks, Magnus. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I can't wait to see where we take this the second half of this conversation. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Because yeah, we've you know we covered we took covered some money. We covered uh, you know why we're actually want to be disgruntled. Actually, it's a choice to be disgruntled. Why we choose to be disgruntled, but um, and some of the things to look forward to when we're actually being disgruntled towards other people. So I want to tap into a little bit of your other show here, uh, shedding the corporate bitch, and. When we're disgruntled or we bring or we find someone that's disgruntled into the workplace, how does that environment shape up or misshape, if you will? Mm, uh, get rid of them. Um, <laughs> uh, n- no, it, you know, it's one thing if someone is disgruntled because of a, you know, of a one off incident. You know, one off situation, they lost a parent, they, you know, they lost their job and this is a new job or they got demoted. Um, Oh, that's, that's a big one right there. It's a huge one. If, you know, they, you know, they get demoted Um, or, you know, they didn't get their raise or, you know, a promotion that they wanted. So there's a lot of kind of short term one offs um, events that could cause somebody to be disgruntled. Those you just have to pay attention to if as a leader you need to really pay attention to ask some questions check in make sure they're okay uh you know and coach and develop them and support them in working through the situation that they're dealing with but then there's there's um others who are just insistently incessantly incessantly uh consistently and persistently just negative, you know, they, you know, negative Nancy, negative Nelly, um, they are disgruntled. Um, and what they're doing is they're creating a toxic environment. And a lot of the work that I do being that I'm a executive leadership coach and consultant, um, I work with individuals and teams. And from an individual perspective, a lot of it is the fact that they are high potential, high producing individuals, but they're they have issues. 
they're disgruntled. They may just, yeah. you know, need some more polish around the leadership skills, whatever the case might be. From a teaming perspective to your question is, but then there's a team, you know, teams dynamic of which there could be one or more individuals that are creating a very toxic environment for people. And so the person who's just one-off disgruntled just needs some coax, you know, some support and some coddling and some, you know, coaching to work through their situation. If it's something more persistent, that has to just be very much taken care of because it could just totally destroy, and I mean destroy, a team and a business. Uh, I've been in multiple parts of that. Uh, especially with IT related things, especially my last job, there was a person on the uh, the team uh, that actually made it work hard for the rest of us to do our jobs. Mm-hmm. It was because he's been there the longest. He thinks he was always right, but I found out, you know, through the time being there before I left, is management didn't care about it. They just wanted the results, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that. You know, it's like, well, you, you're adults. You guys go figure it out or go fight it out or whatever. And it, it was bad for it was bad for all of us. Right. Well, understand a couple of things. One, it, there's a lot in that, what you just said in that scenario. Um, yes, that is a common, common situation. I probably had three coaching calls today that involved that type of situation because of a number number of things. One is a leader. And I use that word loosely in this situation yes, because very loosely, very loosely um, because a good number of managers, let's call them managers, they don't like conflict. They don't right. like confrontation. You know, business, they'll deal with it. People, they don't want anything to do with it. And therefore, they will overlook. They will ignore. They will avoid. That's how I... I survived for 25, you know, 28 years in corporate because I was producing, I was high contributing, I was, you know, valuable to the company and therefore they overlooked a lot of my behavior. Now, had they had said something to me and had they said, you're going to ruin your career, you're going to lose your job, you're going to impact, you know, what, what it is you're trying to accomplish, I would have made changes if someone had just called it out to me. Um, now, the other situation, too, is, and I think this goes back to your um, one of your original questions, too, about being disgruntled. A lot of people don't see it in themselves. Okay. And if they see it in themselves, they don't necessarily kind of look in the mirror. Remember, I had said I saw the woman in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Finally, they don't look in the mirror and they, you know, they don't say to themselves, I am a miserable person. I am unhappy. I am, you know dissatisfied. It comes out in other ways. It's projected in their attitude, in the words, in their, you know, in their stance, even, you know, the way they walk or the way they, you know, I, 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 I used to be told after I kind of came to self-awareness that I always looked like I had a scowl on my face. Okay. Two years after I left and two years after I went through what I call my excavation of my soul, all of a sudden two people that I used to work with, Asked me if I got a facelift because I look so much younger and happier. So, so we have to appreciate, and this is what I often tell people, especially when it comes to bullies and disgruntled is not necessarily bully, but Mm -hmm. it could be a result of, you know, someone being disgruntled. And I say to them, 
have pity on them. Someone who is acting out in a very negative, curt, abrasive, disgruntled, bullying type of way, they're dealing with, in my world, a lot of bitches. They're dealing with a lot of fears that they have, a lot of insecurities, self-doubt, negativity. Um, and, and if you care and if this person's important enough to you, you actually want to lean in and ask just a lot of questions as to how you can support them how you can help them. What is it that is causing them to be lashing out in the way that they are? As opposed to what most people do is like you said, they ignore it, they avoid it, right. they, you know, pretend it, it's not happening and they just accept it. Okay. Well, to further this scenario is because I people are out there probably have this scenario is <clears throat> I have reached out multiple times, multiple ways. But it it came back to the fact is they didn't want the help. Mm -hmm. They didn't. They wanted to be in their own little box, and they wanted. Uh, I guess the feeling that it was uh, they they still thought they still had some sort of control. Mm -hmm. I Magnus, it. I used to get off. I got off on causing havoc. It was an ego trip for me. Okay. It was an ego trip for me to walk in a room and have the people around me, my own team mates or, or um, you know, other peers and colleagues, and they were intimidated by me or they were fearful mm -hmm. of me. I, I got off on it. It was a, it was a power trip, an okay. ego trip, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I did it, and that gentleman probably is doing it because, like you said, it is about control, not right. even necessarily controlling other people, but they can control that because if they let all those things go, if they let their angst and their disgruntledness and their you know anger and bitterness and loneliness and sadness and depression and fear, they don't know what what all of a sudden that will that will kind of reveal. Okay. And people just, you know, are scared of who they truly are, even the good and the beautiful things about them. Hmm. So they'll stay in their little cocoons and just work away and just leave me be and do whatever. Type of have, thing you, going on. have you ever met someone who, and I'll never forget this conversation. It was with someone who used to work for me and she was very overweight and she wanted to lose weight. And we happen to be part of a, um, like a support group and it wasn't okay. around, it was around mindset. It wasn't around dieting, but she brought up the fact that, you know, she just continues to struggle, you know, year after year, you know, trying to, to lose weight. <clears throat> and someone finally asked her, is it because you're comfortable like where you are as opposed to where you're going to be, you know, where you could be? People are scared of change. If I lost oh, weight, yes. yeah, if I lost weight and all of a sudden I become attracted to, to other people, you know, and my spouse is going to be upset or my partner or my friend or whatever, or, you know, someone's going to be jealous of me, or I'm not going to want to hang out with those people because mm -hmm. they're, they anymore, because they're, they are the ones who are enabling me. Um, you know, so, so many things all of a sudden change, even though it's for the better, but people right. are scared to all of a sudden lose those relationships, even though they're they may be toxic, lose those um, belief systems because you know even though they're toxic, but they were 
they're they're familiar you know um it's almost like you know what's that saying about the devil you sleep with uh the devil you know is better than the devil that you don't know right 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 um or sleep with but um sleep with okay either way no kidding i'm kidding (laughs) so so it's an interesting dynamic isn't it it is it's it's mind-blowing if you sit back and actually watch things that happen, especially with people in your inner friends or your inner circles, or uh, you go to a different company, but when you go, I used to see it all the time when I would go into all these other companies and all over the U S and it was the same issues, no matter where you went. The only things that changed were the, were the faces and the name tags, but they were constantly the same things going on. Yes sir yep people are people humans are humans well true and it didn't matter the upbringing the nature versus nurture thing or anything it was Mm -hmm. it was all basically the same thing no matter where in the country i was right and it didn't matter if it was male or female it's everything Mm -hmm. still played out and i'll never forget actually working with one of my coworkers, and i I told something was uh, um actually unraveling at one of the uh the stations with a couple people i'm like i i bet the person i'm like i know exactly how this is going to play out and i bet on it and we made a bet and you heard i uh, i called everything out what was going to be said how it was going to be said and whatnot not the exact words but the gist of the conversation and in five minutes it happened and he's like how do you know that i'm like it's just when you see it over and over again Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the type of mind, I have an analytical mind. So I already analyzed it. I'm like, I already seen the couple um, possible outcomes of it. And I, I picked the most probable one. Right. It's, it's, it's often simple, but yet so complicated and hard. It It is. It is. We could just try. That's all we need to do though, is try. Oh yeah. We got the trying part, even not trying is still trying. Mm-hmm. If you think, if if mm-hmm. we really want to think about it is mm-hmm. not trying is like, oh, okay, I'm going to stay here even though I'm supposed to change. Right. But you have to, you have to want to change. If you don't want to change, then it's not going to happen. You're right. And it's going to cause wakes and it's going to cause people to be disgruntled, if you will, mm-hmm. or it's going to make people sour towards whatever is going on to the end. Um, the situation and the person they're not going to want to be around you right oh yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> i know that, it well <laughs> and it also works with money is when we make these when we make investing decisions uh like you uh like you've done with your um uh, with your investing option that you told us about your story is it, it still happened you wanted a result you did the research on the result but you weren't expecting the outcome mm-hmm. and there's a lot out there that we as individuals don't know because there, there's so many variables. Right. Right. But you want to have a, you know, you want to have an open, positive mindset, evaluating any of those situations, not be disgruntled because disgruntled, you can't make logical, good, productive decisions. Period. Period. You're right. Uh, um, more or less because of our feelings. Our feelings cloud everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I feel this way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna react to it, and we be. And now we're into the reaction, react instead of proact, proaction right. type of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Hmm. So out of all of these things that we've talked about, <laughs> what is, <laughs> we've talked, we hit the gambit here. We hit the corporate, we hit family, we hit, uh, you know, environment, nature, nurture. We hit everything out there. What are a couple steps for us to keep in check with ourselves? So we don't overreact and we don't, uh, we want to go through like a small process, if you will, that right. you would actually, t- is there anything that you could actually um, advise this on? Yes. So the first one would be recognize that life is actually 80% mindset, 20% skill set. So whereas uh, so many people are out there trying to get certifications and degrees and, you know, and all these technical skills that are important, don't get me wrong. You'll never optimize them if you don't have a very strong, empowered mindset. So spend daily practice, five minutes on just really understanding what is it that you're feeling, thinking, doing, saying, because it it's it affecting everything around you. And then you had asked um, much earlier on about um, when it came to being disgruntled, you know, how somebody knows. And I commented that uh, sometimes people don't really see that they're disgruntled. Uh, and there's a lot of self-assessments out there that, and, and, or, you know, you can reach out to me, but, um, where you can kind of assess and ask yourself certain questions and be very, very honest about it. And it may take your time to get really, really honest. Um, but, you know, at least attempt to answer the questions in such a way that you reveal things about yourself that maybe you're not paying attention to, that you're not consciously aware of. Um, and, uh, just do that on a regular basis. So you're always in tune with what is driving, you know, your thinking and your actions and your words and your behaviors, because trust me, your actions, words, and behaviors and thoughts are, are resulting in whatever you're getting in your life or you don't have in your life. And speaking of money, money's one of them. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, I got to sit and digest that for a second. That Because that's, we're actually our, well, Blink-182 said it best, is we are our own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we mm-hmm. think, if we sit and think about it, we, we are. Um, even, even in the corporate aspect of things, uh, have you seen, I'm sure, probably sure you have seen that, one person, when they're taken out of the equation, uh, can either build or break, um, build or break the team. Sure, absolutely. But you'll never break a team by taking a disgruntled individual out of the picture. Okay. You'll never break a team. You'll heal that team, and you'll actually build a much better team if you would address you know, the negative. Now, you know, can you remove somebody who's really contributing and and very valuable to the team and could all of a sudden, and the rest of the team is is okay, but all of a sudden that person leaving, maybe they moved on, maybe they got promoted, whatever the case might be. Can that all of a sudden negatively impact a team? Absolutely. Just because now they feel unstable. I mean, just picture like parents and kids. You know, if all of a sudden the parents got divorced and, and one of the two aren't around anymore, you know, the kids are are just feeling unstable, unsure. Um, that's how I always relate parents and children to 
bosses and employees because that's that's the dynamic. That's very much the dynamic. So yeah, you can definitely impact a team with um, benefit them or negatively impact them when a team member is is uh, taken out of the equation. Okay. Yeah. Well, you brought up a, a, an interesting thing, and I think this will be probably the last topic that we talk about before closing the show is, are we supposed to look at our bosses as friends or are we supposed to look at them as an actual manager supervisor and not be able to intertwine the two? No, no, no. We we definitely need to have um, personal relationships. You know, it, right now it's all about the interpersonal relationships. It's all about people. You know, yeah. I often say that uh, there used to be an old philosophy uh, that, you know, we had to leave our emotions at the door, mm-hmm. almost like we're robots, you know. Right. And I often say, we are, you know, we are not robots. Your employees are not robots. They come with a lot of emotions, good and bad, you know, hard and easy. And we have to appreciate that and lean into that. So, no, we should be getting, you know, familiar and building relationships with our teammates, our peers, our bosses. Uh, now, you know, where it gets tricky is if all of a sudden those personal connections uh, are influencing decisions that, you know, especially hard decisions that need to be made. Then then it becomes a tricky situation. And of course, you're not necessarily going to be having, you know, intimate relationships that cross the line. Um, but yes, personal relationships, absolutely. Who, you know, your family is, your kids are, where you went to school, mm-hmm. what your hobbies are, what you do on the weekends. I think, you know, more bosses need to talk to their employees than employees need to talk to their bosses. Because too many times uh, bosses don't connect and learn truly who their people are. And they don't, by doing that, they don't, of course they did the interview process and they see what they have on paper, but they really don't understand what that person's capable of. Exactly. Exactly. And if they could ask one question of an employee, they, they and they should ask it often is, what can I do to support you to be successful? What do you need to be successful? Put it in any way you want. But And okay. they don't ask that question. What no, can you right. contribute to the team? What can you contribute to the team that I'm not asking you for? There's questions that can be asked to really get the, the best out of your people. Okay, I've had I've had a couple, and with bringing that up is, I had the best work experiences when I did do that with my managers or supervisors, even with CEOs and directors and whatnot mm-hmm. that actually took the time to learn who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually put more into my work and better work came out of it, but at the same time, at at multiple companies that happened, this happened to is. I was also frowned upon and also pushed aside because I was doing well, because I was getting the attention, because I was doing all this stuff right. And I didn't mean to do anything to anybody else that did that, but I was actually doing me. (laughs) I wasn't doing it for them. And what I would coach you is the fact that you should not stop doing exactly that. You know, again, Keep in mind, it's not about you. It's about them. They're the insecure ones, the fearful ones, the ones who aren't 
sure about how to go about doing what you're doing and or they don't even want to. They just want to get by or they want to get advanced by other means. They don't want to put in the effort and the work and the and the contribution, the relationships. So you you just I would just coach you to say, just continue doing what you're doing and just kind of put your you know hand up. You know, thank you very much for all of that. But, you know, it's not going to affect me. Okay. Um, with that is the last topic we we can actually get into <laughs> today. <laughs> I, I appreciate uh, that insight. And I do continue to keep doing that um, in all aspects that I, uh, that I work. And Good. I've seen a lot of positive things that happen with that. So Bernadette, with all these valuable tidbits that, that you have given to, this, to these listeners, the show, and, and myself personally and uh, professionally, how, if we want to get in contact with you or want to learn more about you or uh, contact you, how do we go about doing this? Uh, reach that. out right at ballofirecoaching.com. You can reach out to me uh, there. I even have a uh, a free downloadable short ebook e- uh, PDF of um, the three myths, the, okay. the three must-have myths of being successful um, that really just helps also people to understand what really they should be doing, like you just said, um, to be recognized and um, and rewarded for the work that they're doing. Uh, so that's that's the best place. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn. And of course, they're Shedding the Corporate Bitch, my podcast. Oh, fantastic. Bernadette, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. It was well worth the wait. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> you, we can finally get this, um, this show going. Uh, thank you for your time. And on top of that, I have to close out. And with the holiday spirit going, with the holidays going on, everybody, be a little bit more patient with everybody out there. We're all under a lot of stress. People are disgruntled and they don't realize it or or they do and they realize it. But uh, a couple extra minutes won't deter all your plans when it comes to the holidays. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for being on the show, Bernadette. Uh, next week, I'll have another show coming up. Uh, it's going to be a good investing show. I believe I have Omni Casey on the show next week. And I'll get all of that information out to you. And uh, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving or if you holiday, if you will. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.